0: flag it has about 27 different versions. It started with the, um, the first one, which was the Betsy Ross flag, which supposedly she Betsy Ross had sewed it. She said that the Continental Congress had come to her. A few of the people from the Continental Congress came to her and said, Hey, sew this flag for us. Here's the design. And she finished it in late June or July. They came to her in May of 1776. And she fin- finished it around July. And so supposedly around July when, they, when uh, they read the Declaration of Independence, this flag was present, which represents America's independence from, uh, from England. But who were these people that are trying to get independence from England? And when did they start? Where did they come from? What were they doing? Well, in 1606 is when they finally made it to uh, America and started to colonize in 1606, in 169 or 1610. Well, 1606 is, um, they had a charter that was written up by the king, King James. King James, that wrote the King James, uh, or had the King uh, King James Bible version written by like 56 people or something. I don't remember exactly how many people did it. But he was the first one to make out the, the loss and uh people were living in like uh people were living in kind of a community where they nobody worked it was they came during a drought, so there wasn't a lot of food there wasn't a lot of water it was the Indians were having a hard time and so when the Eng, uh when the English first came, they were like, man, we don't have any food and the Indians are, don't have any food and it's like crazy and just like they're doing in, the Bahamas right now after the hurricane, there's people going after other people. They're they're forming militias fighting people for food and water because people are dying of thirst and water over there. Or food food and water. So that was the probably the same thing the English had up against them in the beginning. But then they introduced private property to the English or the first colonizers. And new sets of laws new set of laws, and I think in 16, charter of 1610, and then 1612, there's another charter that just added a little bit more land uh, grants and stuff like that, and then I think there was another charter, maybe 1618, I'm not sure, but in 1619, it was the House of Burgesses, there was more laws, and so so eventually, all these laws and ways of life evolved into 1776, with a lot of influence from different people and thinker, good, uh, great thinkers. They put down a lot of modern people in the U.S. Uh, as of today, uh, these days, they say that the American flag represents terrible things, which actually it doesn't. All it does is represents our independence from England at first, and then it represents the states. And red, white, and blue represent something as well. The stripe represent the 13 colonies. And the stars represent 50 states. The red symbolizes valor. The white symbolizes purity and innocence. And the blue represents vigilance, perseverance, and justice. I don't think anywhere on the flag represents uh, conquest. Or slavery. Or the hamburger. Prior to... uh, the English colonies, there was slavery all over the world. There was slavery in Africa, there was slavery in Europe, and there was slavery in Asia. Oh, and then the Americas, there was slavery too. There was, the Indians had slaves as well. Just like the Mexicans that waved their flags in their, uh, on their uh, holidays in, in America, those flags represent the Aztecs, the uh, eagle with the snake in his mouth. And who were the Aztecs? The Aztecs were guys that came and conquered all the other indians around them and then every now and then they would go out and they would have wars with other other uh, tribes and then steal people every single day <clears throat> around around their land which is now mexico city and they would steal one person and sacrifice that person every single day and then not beside besides those people that they killed every single day they would have um, sacrificial festivals where they would have a bunch of different altars and kill a bunch of people all at one time, I mean for them it was religion. I mean you call it what you want. I mean is it cool or not? But uh, so that's that, re- that flag represents that. I don't. I mean actually the Mexican flag represents uh, Mexico finding its its place. Um, some some the, the story goes that that the families that were that were looking for a place to live was a small group of people. The Aztecs, which are Mexicans now, they're a small group of people, and they said that when that group of people finds um, a cactus with an eagle on top with a snake in its mouth, there's where your home is going to be. And so they found it uh, on an uh, island with a few other uh, Indians nearby, and then they conquered, they fought and conquered a couple Indian groups and assimilated with another one until eventually it took over all of kind of what we know as Mexico today, but not the southern part where the, the Mayans are. And they did all the things that they did, and I think the flag represents when they found it. I don't think the flag represents the cartel. I don't think the flag represents Peña Nieto. I think Peña Nieto uh, represents the flag, and so so does Obrador, but not the other way around. The flag was originally for that, just like the United States flag was originally for the, the colonies and the independence from England had nothing to do with slavery. Even though even though slavery did exist at the time, but it existed everywhere. And uh the treatment of different slaves and there was in different degrees different degrees it was of uh harshness. And we could uh understand that from notes from uh Aluda Equiano or Anthony Johnson. And today We have the flag and it doesn't represent drug dealers or drug addicts or, or it doesn't also, it, uh, the flag doesn't represent the father of those children. The flag also doesn't represent drug drunk drivers, but our freedom does represent the flag, and the flag represents our freedom. Eleven years later, the Constitution was written for the United States after uh, the Betsy Ross flag. But by that time they had uh, they had already made another flag with still with thirteen stars, but uh they're in a different constellation I think it's seventeen seventy seven to seventeen ninety something. so maybe that flag was more representing of uh the Constitution because every time there's a state added to the United States, um, they add another star to the flag which represents that state in the union it's the state in the Union. But it doesn't represent how the guy, um, how, how the colonists or the people that lived in the United States uh, treated their horses. It doesn't represent how a particular guy built his house. But there are people that did particular things in particular decades in the United States that represent the freedom of the flag. I hate America, the flag, I hate America, the flag, Burn it down, burn it down, burn it down Uh, burn Burn it down, burn it down, burn it down, burn it down I hate America cause my teacher told me to hate it I hate America cause all my parents tell me to I learn from TV, I learn from my music I learn from my movies, I hate it down, it down, it down. There was a guy and a girl, they were big fans, uh, soccer fans. They they bought season tickets and went to a game in Utah uh, a few days ago, three or four days ago. And um, <clears throat> they wore all their soccer stuff and everything, and then they had flags with them. The, they, had, they were waving the Betsy Ross flag, and uh, the some people came up to them and ask them to leave or take the flag down or leave. So they don't want the American flag. They said that uh, they couldn't come to the game. Now in China, they're starting to raise the flag. bid to drum up support for their pro-democracy movement, protesters in Hong Kong marched Sunday to U.S. consulate, urging U.S. President Donald Trump to liberate them. The protesters waved American flags and chanted, resist Beijing and liberate Hong Kong. Protesters have been protesting for about 14 weeks over there in Hong Kong. It's been steady. They've been Waving American flags in the air, shouting, and hoping for democracy. Why aren't they waving Mexican flags? Or German flags? Or Sweden flags? Or how about Iranian flags? How about ISIS? How come they ain't waving any of those flags? Why are they calling on Donald Trump? Hong Kong, I guess, was a a former British colony back in the day. But then it returned to Chinese rule in 1997. But they're calling on the United States of America. They're calling on Donald Trump. But last month, Trump suggested China should humanely settle the problem in Hong Kong before a trade deal is reached with Washington. But um, before before Trump said that, he said, um, he called the protests riots. That were, And he said that the riots were a matter for China to deal with. Some of the uh, some of the protests were pretty rough. Uh, as far as the police go, they were trying to hold off protesters with water cannons, rubber bullets, and tear gas. There's some online videos of the pretty wild stuff that goes on over there. People are protesting and, and yelling uh, that they want the U.S. administration to help protect human rights in Hong Kong. You know, Hong Kong just returned to. Uh, China to China under a one country two system formula. Many people in Hong Kong are fearing that Beijing is eroding their autonomy. China denies all this and says that Hong Kong is an an internal affair. According to the BBC in the UK, they said that uh, some people are carrying banners that read, President Trump, please save Hong Kong. Another banner saying, make Hong Kong, great again. But China, China has consistently warned other countries not to interfere. That's what the BBC says. That China has consistently warned other countries not to interfere. According to the BBC here in the UK, uh, it says that Sunday's Sunday's crowd waved U.S. flags and chanted pleas for the U.S. to liberate Hong Kong and China, or from China. They are asking the U.S. to pass a proposed Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act, which Democratic senators are pushing for consideration next week. The law would require the U.S. to certify Hong Kong's high degree of anonymity on an annual basis to justify its special trade status. It could also expose Chinese officials to the U.S. sanctions if they were found responsible for suppressing Hong Kong's freedoms protesters sang the us the us national anthem the star-spangled banner and a new rally rallying cry of five demands not one less after one of their long-standing conditions for ending demonstrations was met earlier this week i mentioned earlier podcast about uh the five things that the protesters want before they become peaceful and of the five things the first thing was the was the extradition bill and the which was already dropped last week but they also want uh, they also want the withdrawal of the riot descript- description used about the protest by authorities. They want amnesty for all arrest- arrested protesters. And uh, the, some protesters were just arrested uh, yesterday. I think it was that they were arrested because they started some fires in some walkway. And so, what are police going to do? Just sit back and be like, okay. Don't burn yourself. Keep the fire going. Of course they're going to arrest somebody. Not everybody on one side is evil. Not everybody on one side is all good. So there's some good and bad on both sides, of course. Obviously. The the protesters are also um, asking for an independent inquiry into alleged police brutality. You can find some YouTube uh, videos of the crazy police over there in in Hong Kong. I don't remember whose channel I've seen it on, but I'm sure you could find it if you Google it. And the last thing that they're protesting for is universal suffrage for the elections of the Chief Executive and Legislative Council, Hong Kong's Parliament. Some also want Hong Kong's, some also want Hong Kong's embattled political leader Carrie Lam to resign, accusing her of being controlled by the mainland government in Beijing. But Carrie Lamb was the one that dropped the uh, extradition bill. They told everybody, okay, we did it. Now relax. But they told her, uh, too little and too late. It wasn't good enough. So they keep protesting. And Carrie Lamb's like, darn it. Some of the protesters are violent, of course. Not everybody's peaceful. Now, the New York Times take on this, all this says that. Uh, in this, according to New York Times, to say a pro de, uh, pro democracy demonstration on Sunday near the United States consulate in Hong Kong quickly devolved into vandalism and street chaos, suggesting that protesters protesters were not mollified by a recent concession from the city's leaders. How come the New York Times doesn't call them peaceful protests? Probably because they got American flags. So the New York Times also says. The violence came on the heels of the first notable displays of unrest since Carrie Lam, the city's leader announcing on Wednesday that she would formally withdraw the contentious extradition bill that spurred the protest in June. According to the New York Times, they say, the march to the consulate on Sunday was an effort to drum up support for the bill that is moving through the United States Congress. It would penalize officials in mainland China and Hong Kong who suppress freedoms in the semi, semi-autonomous Chinese territory and require an annual justification for why the United States should offer Hong Kong special trade and business privileges. Okay, here goes. The New York Times says, The march began peacefully as hundreds of thousands rallied in a park and on the streets near the consulate. Some protesters sang the star-spangled banner, waved American flags, and held a large blue and white banner that read, President Trump, please liberate Hong Kong. Resist Beijing, the crowd chanted in English. Liberate Hong Kong, but within hours, hardcore demonstrators on the fringes of the rallies had smashed windows and vandalized ticket vending machines and escalators in Central Station, a vital transit hub for shoppers and commuters. Some of them set a fire outside the station entrance. Police officers in riot gear made arrests as they patrolled Central Station, and at least one of them fired a rubber bullet to disperse protesters. By nightfall, the police were chasing protesters through several neighborhoods on Hong Kong Island and spraying tear gas and making arrests in the Causeway Bay Shopping District. The New York Times says the Chinese government has accused the United States and other Western countries of sowing the seeds of discontent and attempting to foment a revolution in Hong Kong, albeit without providing credible evidence to support that claim. So the New York Times says the Chinese government has accused the United States and other Western countries of starting this craziness in Hong Kong. But they also mentioned, I think it was in this article or the last one I was looking into, that uh, uh, China says, don't worry about our stuff. It's an internal affair and we'll deal with it on our own. Well, if it's their own thing, how do we have anything to do with it? Or the U.S. have anything to do with it? There's a bill that's making its way through Congress called the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act of 2019. It was introduced in June by Representative Chris Smith, a Republican of New Jersey. Similar similar legislation has been floating around Washington for years, and the latest version has wide Bipartisan support in Congress. Nancy Pelosi reiterated her support for the bill in a statement on Wednesday, saying that it would be that it would reaffirm the U.S. commitment to democracy, human rights, and the rule of law in the face of Beijing's crackdown. In the Washington Times, um, there's a guy named Panzer Chan, one of the organizers of the of the march, says that Hong Kong is in the. For- at the forefront of the battle against totalitarian regime of China. In the Washington Times, it says that protesters block traffic and they set fires to little cardboard boxes in the street, kind of like Antifa does here in America, but the cops don't do much to them until lately. Antifa did the same thing. They break stuff and... In the Washington Times, it says that the U.S. Department said in a travel advisory Friday that Beijing has undertaken a propaganda campaign falsely accusing the United States of fomenting unrest in Hong Kong. It said U.S. citizens and embassy staff were targeted and urged them to exercise increased caution. Some American legislators are pressing Trump to take a tougher stand on Hong Kong, but the president has suggested that it's a a matter for China to handle though he has also said no violence should be used. But political analysis suggests Trump's response has been muted because he doesn't want to disrupt talks with China over the tariff war. So you can see the United States is a pretty good country that people look up to for democracy and freedom of speech and the right to protest. I don't know if uh, burning things in the street and... Breaking things is uh, legal, even though Antifa gets away with it and, and other protesters get away with it in Oregon and maybe some other cities as well. They're not supposed to, but they do it and they get away with it up until recently in, in America. But eventually they're going to find a solution in China, in Hong Kong, and I'm sure it will be for the better. Maybe slightly better, maybe a lot better, but be happy that you're in America and not living I guess it's better to live in America than Communist China, or Socialist China, however you want to call it. America shares some of the same problems as China has, some. But on the most part, it's better in America. Easier to live, more freedom. Legenda